Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Yo tengo casi 33 años de ser, de ser forense. Nunca había visto una, una escena así. In spring 2021, reporter Brian Avalar launched an investigation that began in the depths of a grave dug by a serial killer and ended with the government forcing him and other journalists to flee El Salvador. Sonoro and Revista Factum present Humo. Murder and Silence in El Salvador. The story behind a country where the truth and its citizens' rights are buried under the weight of power. Señor Ministro, ¿dónde está Karen y Eduardo Guerrero? ¿Dónde están mis hijos? Listen to Humo, Murder and Silence in El Salvador, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird murder. Not all crimes are cruel and calculated. Some are random, messy, and unavoidable. On September 8th, 2005, an 18-year-old girl was abducted straight off the streets by a dangerous man who just happened upon her completely by chance. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Jennifer Teague was the only daughter born to Jean and Ed Teague on June 30th, 1987. Ed, who worked for the military, moved his family from Halifax to Ottawa just before Jennifer's birth where, until her parents' divorce, they lived just outside of the city. Now living with her mother and two brothers in Barhaven, the family remained extremely close, even after Ed remarried and living near one another. Jennifer was a good girl, and everyone knew it. With an arm described as a cannon, the teenager showed real aptitude in both baseball and soccer, cementing a reputation as a stellar goalie pretty early on. And like most teenagers, she had a vice or two that made her mother a little crazy. Things like smoking cigarettes in secret eating too much candy, and spending hours playing video games. Typical teenage stuff. With a shopping habit that needed some extra cash, Jennifer worked a series of minimum wage jobs and, during her senior year in 2005, was working at a local Wendy's where she used her first paycheck to buy the shots for her new kitten. It was after a long shift at that Ottawa Wendy's on September 8, 2005, that the beloved, typical teenage girl disappeared into the night. When her shift was over, Jennifer Teague met up with some friends around 1 a.m. at a local convenience store before deciding to walk home alone. While doing so, she encountered a complete stranger 
who abducted her straight off the sidewalk and into the Canadian headlines. Everyone wanted to find poor Jennifer, but when eight days passed with no leads, police started going door to door in Barhaven, requesting entry and searching everyone's homes. Two days later, her decomposed body was found concealed in the woods by an off-duty police officer who had just started a family hike on a popular trail in Stony Swamp. She was a little over three miles from where she was last seen. On October 1st, after an extensive autopsy and forensic testing, Jennifer Teague was laid to rest with more than 500 mourners surrounding her and her grieving family. By April of that same year, police had released a sketch to the public of the man that they thought might be responsible for Jennifer's murder. Jennifer's family and friends didn't recognize the man, so they hoped someone in the community might, receiving about 85 tips a day for the next few days as Wendy's Canadian branch offered a $50,000 reward for their capture. A few days later, the Ottawa Police Service Board doubled that reward, and by May, Police released photos of not only the suspect, but the people seen in the store surveillance tapes in hopes of some more information and some more witness statements. For 10 months, the residents of Barhaven lived in shock and fear, worried that their children or themselves were in the same danger that Jennifer was. They couldn't understand how someone in their community could have killed a vibrant young 18-year-old. Then in June of 2006, a strange call came in from an off-duty officer that not only broke the case wide open, but gave it a strange, almost cinematic ending. On June 9th, 2006, or the 26th, depending on the source, a 24-year-old man stripped naked and started running around Fallowfield Road and into some oncoming traffic, screaming, I killed Jennifer Teague. Sent to the hospital, the man came down from his mushroom-induced high, and denied his ramblings. But just a few days later, Kevin Davis walked straight up to an off-duty police officer leaving the mall and admitted to his actions in full. I guess his conscience had finally gotten the better of him, or his paranoia. Now in custody and charged with first-degree murder, Kevin provided a statement explaining his motives for killing Jennifer Teague. According to his courtroom testimony, Kevin had been searching the streets for a woman to rape for about a week before stumbling upon Jennifer. He knew he wanted his victim to be younger, easier to control, so after happening upon her in the early morning hours of September 2005, he knew he had found his perfect victim. It was a random attack of opportunity. Once she was in his custody, he realized he was incapable of his original plan. So instead, he strangled her in his home with his mother sleeping in the next room and disposed of her body near the trail. Her last words were, my mom will be worried. According to Kevin, he hated all women, but when getting fired from his job at a local Home Depot and the death of his beloved cat happened back to back, his hatred and anger towards the world turned murderous. Because he pleaded guilty to his charges, in January of 2008, Kevin was sentenced to life imprisonment, of which he must serve 25 years. He later said that if he could give his life in order to bring Jennifer back to her family, he absolutely would. Jennifer's father, devastated by his daughter's loss, said he thought Kevin's statements were insincere, but her mother said she was relieved he pleaded guilty because it meant the family didn't have to sit through a long, drawn-out trial. 
After Kevin was placed behind bars, Jennifer's father and stepmother wrote a book about how to cope with tragedies like the one their family dealt with, advocating for victims who may have gotten lost in the system and their families. Throughout their entire ordeal, the Teague family was kept up to date about Jennifer's case, put through counseling, and helped in any way to prepare for the trial. While they were eternally grateful, this is not the standard practice amongst the legal system. So Jennifer's stepmother is fighting to change the laws and assure that every family is treated like theirs was. In addition, and with the help of the Victims of Violence charity, the family has helped to push the elimination of the Faint Hope Clause, a bill repealed in 2011 that allowed murderers to pursue early parole after just 15 years in prison. They hope that it will keep Kevin Davis and men like him behind bars for the rest of their lives. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 9th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.